All right. Welcome back to the Miss Art World podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Very exciting podcast for today. I have my co-host, Samuel Cooksey, with Samuel Cooksey Project. How are you? What up, everyone? Excited to talk about art today. Woo! <laughs> Uh, Samuel has his own podcast. He's also an author, so you can check him out on Instagram at Samuel Cooksey Projects. Project. Gosh darn it. I really want to put a freaking S to that. You okay. could just send it to my regular Instagram too, because anything that says Samuel Cooksey, it falls under that umbrella. I have like, they can even just go samuelcooksey.com. It'll pop up. There you go. Um, and then today we have Oscar Ramirez, who is a modern contemporary realism painter. Uh, he is on Instagram under Art Underworld. He also has a website, artunderworldla.com. Welcome, Oscar. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Excited. So let's uh, just maybe start with your background. How did you get started in art? Um, I started with art since I was a, a kid. Um, I've, I've always liked the, um, the art in the books. You know, I, while the teacher was teaching, I was always that kid going straight to the pictures. And, and, and I was always trying to um, dissect the art for some reason and try to copy the art that I would see. And uh, that's how I started with art. And that's how I actually still learn to this day, even at the, at the training facilities of where I'm at. Um, as an instructor's talking, I like to, you know, draw and stuff like that. It makes me, helps me memorize a lot of stuff. But I started art um, since I was a kid in grade school. Um, and it's evolved over the years, but um, I started doing graffiti art maybe in like 92, 93. Um, from that graffiti art, um, I also started evolving for a while, um, meeting new artists, graffiti artists from the street. You're always evolving because you're seeing their their art and and always trying to compare each other's artwork. Um, you start adapting to other other styles, but um, yeah, I've been doing art since the early '90s, late '80s maybe. And then, do you still go out and do graffiti art? You know, I don't anymore. Um, I I evolved uh, from a graffiti artist. Um, I do paint every night though. Um, I do a lot of oil on canvas. Um, I also do custom like hoods. Um, on welding hoods because I'm also yeah I saw that on your Instagram those are really cool yeah how very, much do you charge like as an art like I am assuming the people that buy them maybe use them but how do you how much do you charge for those uh, I, I, I'm sorry I start my my hoods at a uh, hundred dollars for the art uh, mm -hmm. they, they gave me their hoods because they they want to use some guys have the same hood for many years yeah. Um, so they like to give me their personal hood and I, I start on the art and depending on like the detail and stuff, you know, the price goes up. Um, yeah. But, Cause those are really cool. I, I enjoyed looking at all of those oh, cool. on your Instagram. Yeah. The, the guys really dig it. Cause it, you know, it's, there's nothing out there like that. It's just mm -hmm. when you buy your hood, it's just a plain hood. Um, if you do buy a store-bought one with like graphics, it's not really like the cool graphics. It's just like a copy paste graphics, I guess, on the hoods. And it's not art. A lot of times, like when you get those kind of like, they say it's art style, where yeah. it's just like, uh, everyone has the same look. It's yeah. not like creative in any certain way. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. It's like, uh, yeah, you can, I've seen that a hundred times already. Exactly. Yeah. That's mass produced in China compared yeah. to like, this is the one and only thing yeah. where 
the, you know, the style and the flaws and the perfection, each piece, you know, really shows through and makes it unique and individual. Yeah, correct. Yeah. The guys really dig it. I mean, they, uh, uh, cause I try to personalize, um, some of the hoods, uh, I'll let them, I, I tell them, you know, what, what kind of, what things would you like, you know, and they let me flow with it. They're like, hey, whatever you want to do. Uh, most of the time, some guys, they want me to add something special, unique to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I add that on the hood. Cause uh, you're a union iron worker, correct. right? So these yeah. are people that you work with. Well, a lot of them, I, I, I meet them through, uh, through the, my art. Um, cause there is like over 5,000 members. Um, so you don't know all the guys until you, you meet them when they come pick up the hoods or they'll send me a message through my Instagram that they want some work done. So a lot of guys I, I haven't met, but I do, you know, we, we consider each other brothers. So I do meet them and uh, I think I'm known in the trade for my art. Which so is, then, oh, go Katie. <laughs> I was just going to say it's interesting. Um, probably being the artist in that field, because I wouldn't think that there was that many art types in that field and maybe that's just me stereotyping like union iron workers as like you know the strong men that get the job done but and there's the stereotype with artists so it's just interesting that you have both and I am curious to talk about how your co-workers think of you and interact with you you being the artist yeah when I well when I first got into the trade, uh, a lot of people didn't know I was an artist until they would see my my hood. You know, I had my hood blasted with all kinds of uh, uh, graffiti art and characters and stuff like that. So they were like, wow, that's so cool. You know, where'd you get that? I'm like, oh, I did it. And that's how I started kind of uh, opening up to a lot of the guys. Um, this this world, this ironworker world is not your everyday office job. It's very different. And uh, it's very rough. Um, it's a very dangerous job. So the guys that are out there are, you know, rough, rough characters. You can say um, they call they call it the rare breed. Uh, not, not too many guys can can do what you know, these these guys can do up there. Um, so it was it was hard for me to open up in the beginning, but after a while, you know, you you become one one of them and uh, start opening up. Like, hey, this is what I do, and some were like, well, you know, what are you doing here? You know, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so they kind of trip out sometimes that I'm, you know, balancing both worlds. Um, I kind of like it, you know, because sometimes I feel like a superhero sometimes, you know, like I go out there with them and um, hang and bang and then come out and, and paint at night. So I think it's pretty cool. They, they, I think they like it. Um, um, they'll ask me, you know, like, well, what do you think when you're painting or what do you do when you get home after a hard day's work? What do you, you go paint, aren't you tired, you know? So it's pretty cool, it's interesting. Um, I don't know, I, I, I think they find it that, that it's kind of unique in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when you first started, cause you did graffiti art, do you think your art changed? Cause uh, looking at the Instagram, a lot of your canvases are like hard, like very thick brush strokes. Yes. Um, did did you always have that kind of style or did it change from you know when you were younger yeah well um my style was uh, i had a lot of vibrant colors um i used to have a bunch of markers these uh designer markers um and i used to like blending these these colors and uh 
growing up doing this for many years, I perfected, I guess, blending my colors really good. And uh, I get a lot of compliments on my colors, but mm -hmm. um, I also have a sister that she's also an artist and uh, she's older than me. And, you know, she inspired me also to do art. And one time she gave me, you know, these, these, um, these, these tubes of paint, you know, I never painted in my life. I wanted to paint like her. Um, so she gifted me these paint tubes and I didn't know how expensive they were. So I like poured them all out on the plate and started dabbing on these textures. You know, I'm like, well, I'm gonna make like this cool textures. And one of my favorite artists is Van Gogh. So I, you know, I, I textured a lot of like Van Gogh-ish type paintings. And then when my sister saw it, she saw the paint, she was like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, those tubes, I, I need another set. Cause they're, you know, I finished them or whatever. She's like, what do you mean? You know? So I, I kind of, taught myself how to do the texture type. Um, I really like it. Um, it kind of makes the painting kind of look 3D-ish. In, in the pictures, you can't really tell. But in person, you can kind of see the, the, the difference on the paintings. Mm -hmm. I get compliments on that style. Um, but I, I don't just stick to that style. There's other styles that I like to do that I like to mess around with. Um, but that's my original style is that texture. One thing I really like that you do too is that you do some work with the black light. Yeah. So you put poems. So you're looking at the picture um, and you don't even know that there's a poem yes. hidden in there. And I think that's really a neat, like almost Easter egg. Well, if someone was looking at it, they didn't know who the artist was. And then yeah. they went to go find out who you are and found out that, you know, maybe that art piece had a poem in it. Yeah. It's kind of a neat thing. You know, shout outs to Sister Catherine from uh, elementary school. She would uh, make me write poems, uh, you know, all our classmates, but um, she was always big on poems and she would make you write a, a, a poem. And, you know, you're an elementary school kid. I'm like, how am I going to write a poem? So, you know, being introduced to poetry like that at a young age was really cool. And, was this in Catholic school? Did yeah, you see? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a Catholic <laughs> uh, I was a Catholic school when I was a younger kid. Um, and uh, she would make us write those poems and uh, I, I, I love writing poems that in I to this day I still write poetry I have books of poetry you know I never imagined anybody reading my poems um, and just recently I started going back and and looking at some of this poetry that I wrote and I started putting them on my paintings but I didn't want it to override like the paintings that I was doing so I thought of an idea I'm like oh cool I'm gonna secretly put it in there and if they want to show their friends or or their families, some of the secret poetry, you know, they can do it with a little black light. So I started doing that. And then um, I appeared on a, a local Spanish newspaper uh, for that. And I started doing it more often. I don't do it 100% all my paintings, mm -hmm. um, but I try to. Um, and I also label the back to make sure that there's a secret poetry in the back. You know, I, I, would, I was thinking in my mind, I would hate to see uh, one of my paintings a hundred years from now and nobody know, know that there was, there was a, a poem in there, no one knows about it. So I make sure in the back, I put on their secret UV poetry on the back. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, go to, I like doing like antiques and stuff like that. And sometimes I run across like some really cool paintings and I'll, I'll buy them and there's no signature. And I try to dissect like, you know, it, it frustrates me like, who's this artist? Well, if I knew who did it, you know? So I, I don't want my paintings to ever like land in a, a spot like that and then people not know you know who did it i guess yeah yeah 
That's so funny because I hate signing my own work. My dad gets super upset that I don't sign it. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, do it. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, yeah, you'd be frustrated because you'd be yeah. like, what the heck? I always tell people it's like watching the three-hour movie and then someone turns off the, the TV and, you know, no one knows what happened at the end, you know? That's how I feel about, like, not signing it. But, yeah, there's a lot of art out there that's really cool and there's, I don't, you know, it's hard to find out who, who painted some of this stuff. Yeah. So with your work, um, you do, from looking at your Instagram lately, um, you kind of focus on political pieces as well as um, portraits. Like, how would you, what would you say your focus is lately with your artwork? Lately, um, well, you know, I don't like getting too political, but I have to, you know, right now we have a sitting, well, ex, in my opinion, ex-sitting president that evokes hatred and uh, racism in society. And, and that really speaks volumes of what society is today. And I always try to use my art um, as a platform. Um, I, I wanna give a voice to people that have been marginalized in society and um, oppressed. And, and this president, he's supposed to be our leader and that's what he's doing, you know? And this is uh, 2020. And with all this social media and stuff like that and, and how they say history always repeats itself and, and me seeing it on, on TV every day is, is really rough. And so I try to use my art um, to bring a, a voice to all these people that, that this man is talking about, you know, that that's all those lies that he puts out is not true, you know. Um, so I, I even painted um, uh, Donald Trump in a not in a in a good way but in a bad way because that's what he does uh, every day on his twitter and all that so um i kind of try to turn the tables on him you know how how would he like it if if you know he did that to you know or people did that to him every day you know so i have a a few paintings of him um one i took to a a, a show in san francisco at a cafe and it was so polarizing that even even the uh, curator from the art from the art show was like, I don't know if I would want to put this up in display, you know? Because, oh, really? Yeah, just seeing him, you know, even though they knew it was like, it was like mocking him, um, just seeing his picture, like, uh, it just throws the whole vibe of the, I guess the art show, I guess it was a smaller art show. And and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm like, I did it um, for that purpose, you know, to, to bring the attention to what's going on. But, you know, at the end of the day, they. They're the ones that control that, but yeah, I try to use. Did like, they end up putting it up? No, they didn't. Okay. Oh, they didn't. that's so interesting. Yeah, they did it, and uh, I understand. You know, um, it was actually like in Albany, in that little area, Albany, California, and uh, you know, I understand. And it, it's just that his presence, just people seeing him, like it was up for a little bit, and just people seeing it and you would see it in their face like oh my gosh you know this guy it just brought a negative vibe to wherever mm -hmm. I would bring that painting and uh yeah but I try to use the art for for different purposes too you know uh, I, I painted one night I saw this uh street vendor right here in LA I guess he got assaulted um you know racism um he was selling his corn 
and this guy flipped over his corn cart and his his uh his corn went flying everywhere and you know it was so sad it, it was at night and i had an empty canvas and i was gonna paint that night and and seeing it over and over i was on youtube watching the video i was so upset that that night i paint i think i painted like six hours straight i got tunnel vision i just started painting to the wee hours and and then I uploaded and I sent it and I went to sleep. And when I woke up in the morning, my phone was going off and stuff like that. And like channel 52 and some um, social, uh, some other social media outlets were trying to contact me. Um, you know, it was, I try to give a voice to those people that, you know, that have been like assaulted and stuff and forgotten and stuff. And so I, I did that painting and, uh, I got to meet that guy and I told him, you know, that painting was for you, you know, that it gives a voice to, to people um, that do the same thing that, you know, that you do, you know, you go out there and try to feed your family and someone just comes and tries to rip that away from you just because of, you know, of the person that you are. And, and so I try to use my, my art. Um, I, I guess, I guess it heals myself as well, mm-hmm. but I'll try to give a, give a voice to people in society, I guess. Okay. So the guy, you saw it on YouTube, right? Or yeah. saw it on online? Yeah. Okay. For some, at the very beginning of the story, I thought you, you were maybe like looking outside your window and you saw it and then oh, just okay. record. You're like, hold on a second. I need to record oh, this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was in the news. And then I went on YouTube and I was watching this over and over and it, it, it was, you know, frustrating and it was sad that, you know, this is, this is our world that we live in. So I use mm-hmm. my art in that platform. Um, and I actually, they, uh, they had a show and he was invited to the show and he showed up and it was pretty cool, uh, for him to see that painting that I did of him. And can where's that painting descri- now? Yeah. Can you describe the painting too, of what yeah, it like, um, looked like? Yeah. So that painting was, uh, uh, it's him, um, with his, uh, um, corn cart and there's a community standing behind him and there's like a little community dog and. And everybody's pointing at the because uh, the guy was on on video pointing at the the suspect and uh, telling him to scram to get out of the community. And he had the back of all the people. So there's like an old lady, an old man, a kid, a dog, the whole neighborhood behind like man and and his corn and his corn cart. And the guy has his hands up like oh I give up you know. And that image was very powerful I guess. And that was the purpose of that art. Um, mm-hmm that you can't do that and get away with it. There's a community behind all these people. And yeah, so I, I, I got some feedback, positive feedback because of that painting. And that painting now belongs to the uh, Costa family. And this family bought it because um, they love art. And I guess her, uh, her daughter went away to college and they, were, um, they felt they were missing something in her house. And uh, she liked art, and so did the mom. So they bought a, they bought that piece, and they couldn't wait to, uh, for them to show her when she came back from school. Oh, so, no, nice. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool. It was an awesome piece, and uh, it felt good for a family like that to have it. What would be your favorite piece that you've done so far? One or of that's my, currently your favorite piece. Um, one of my favorite pieces. Well, I have a, I have a few. I have a few, but uh, one of my. Uh, current favorite pieces uh, I painted JFK and he's in a he's sitting in his presidential chair and he has his hands uh, like in a cusp and he's not smiling or anything he, you know he has that JFK haircut and his uh, blue eyes and, and 
it just reminds me of what a president used to be, you know, like a real president, a real leader. And I did that painting and uh, I, I don't know, I think that's one of my favorite pieces. Not everybody's like, oh, who, who is that guy? You know, but mm -hmm. um, it's one of my personal favorite pieces, I guess. Yeah. So and you then, go ahead, nope. Samuel. I was going to go a different route. So All right, no, keep going. I'm, I was going to pivot too. Pivot, pivot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, you had mentioned a little bit earlier, and I also saw on your YouTube that you go out and do plain air painting in the city. Um, how often do you do that? Do people respond to you? Do you enjoy doing that? Can you talk about that experience? Because I know that a lot of artists go to nature, but you're going into the ground zero nature. Yeah. The yeah. You know what? It, it's very hard uh, to do that. Um, I never imagined myself ever painting live like that in person. Like I do it right here in downtown. I just recently did. I shot like a little short uh, film um, with this producer, his name is James Trotter. And, uh, he has this cool setup with like a 360 camera. And I painted a theater right here down the street on Broadway street. It's an iconic theater. And, uh, uh, the Zoot Suit riots, uh, happened in the, like in the forties. And, and there's a famous picture that I saw there and uh, I wanted to paint it. And I painted it in, in the street. There was like cars coming by and then people walking behind me and some local gangsters walking behind me that were, you know, saying, hey, what are you doing here? Um, and it's really hard to do because people are asking you questions and you have to focus. But luckily I have like five different minds. So I'm really cool with that. So I feel sometimes like my other mind is talking to these guys back here and my other mind is painting and my other mind is like making sure I'm safe and stuff like that. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's different when I paint out in the street is not the same style of art because um, I'm not just focusing just on the painting. Um, when I paint right here, um, I get to focus strictly on the canvas. So I can tell the difference. I don't know if other people can tell the difference when I paint out, but um, it's, it's a unique experience. It's very hard to describe though, but um, when I do do it, I, I feel so exhausted because it feels like you're in high alert for some reason. And when I get back home and start bringing back my paints, I feel suddenly really tired and exhausted. Yeah. Oh, your well, you're kind of need to rest. Yeah, <laughs> and you're kind of performing at that point too. So yeah. like whenever you're out in public, you have all those things where you're trying to, you know, fit in with what's going on around you, but at the same time stand out to where whatever you're painting isn't necessarily going to like get you punched in the back yeah, exactly. of your head or something like that. Yeah. yeah so or, like yeah. someone's stealing your art. Yeah. Correct. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, that day that I was painting that art, um, because it was actually history. I like painting history and I like painting uh, history that people forgot and don't even know that there's history behind some of these paintings. Um, and I painted that because it was a, a, a two young uh, Mexican boys that were assaulted. And there was a, a, a book that I saw when I was a kid and I flipped over this magazine and I saw these kids stripped and they're only in their underwears, they're beaten up. And there was a, there was like people in the background, there was a LAPD officer just standing there watching the kids like, oh, oh well, they got beat up, oh well. 
And what happened is that Zutu riots is a lot of these servicemen um, were, were ripping their wool suits away from these kids because they were like baggy, you know, like baggy Pachuco style suits. And that's kind of what, what I see that's going on with, you know, with the president now and stuff like that, like a lot of racism stuff. And um, that image was stuck in my mind for many years. And I have a little book that I have a list of paintings that I wanted to paint. And I painted that painting and the Zutu riots also happened with the local gang that happens to be around here. And so the, when those kids were walking by, they were from that gang. So when the guys, they were kind of curious walking behind me, I was kind of like on high alert. Um, they're like, hey, what are you painting? You know, and I was telling them, hey guys, you know, the Zutsu riots or whatever. Um, have you heard of the Sleepy Lagoon? And they're like, you know, they're like, their eyes opened up. They're like, yeah, we're from that gang that, that comes out in that history, uh, on that story. And my parents were in that gang. So they were like third generation gangsters from that. Oh, no way. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And I was like, wow, you know, I was, I was amazed I was talking to them, you know, and that was pretty cool. They were like 16, 17 year old kids and they knew about that history that happened in the forties, you know? Um, so that was pretty, uh, pretty powerful to paint and stuff like that. So I, I do try to paint, um, um, images that, that has, that has been forgotten in history. Um, I also did a, a painting of, uh, of a young boy named Juan Romero when uh, JFK, my favorite president, that's why I painted him, when he got assassinated, everybody scrammed, you know, everybody started running and the one person that came to his aid was a 16 year old uh, Mexican American boy. He was a dishwasher uh, at the hotel and he runs up to him and he's cradling, cradling his head, you know, as he's dying. And I think Time Magazine, they snapped a picture, a black and white picture and it's like the picture of this kid holding the president, you know? while everybody was like, you know, kind of scared because it was a long, uh, a loud bang, you know? Mm -hmm. And to me, that guy's a superhero, but they don't, there's no monuments. There's no really like, there's no uh, like history behind him. So I decided to paint him so people won't forget about him. Uh, to me, he's a, he's, he's a hero to me, you know? If, if, if someone comes, if you get shot and, and someone comes to your aid, you know, they're not painting, comes to your aid, I think that's a, that's a real hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so many people had that flight mentality that if something yeah. happens, they need to run. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very common. You know, I've, I've seen it in person and, and to me, like a real hero, they always throw that word, Oh, our heroes are heroes. Like, no, that they're getting paid. So yeah. it's not really a hero, you know, a real hero to me is like, they're, they're, they're risking their own lives to save another human being. That's a, that's a hero in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your, um, your artwork is very, I would say like activism is part of your concept behind why you paint what you paint. A lot of it, yes. A lot of it, um, unwilling, you know, sometimes I don't realize that I'm doing some of this stuff, you know, but uh, I do try to be like diverse in some of the art. I don't just paint like political or activism stuff. Um, I, I try to be very balanced, but you know, sometimes I do more kind of weight on the other side, more like political history side of art, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I really, sometimes I don't notice it, you know, like you just brought it up and now I'm going to look back at some of my paintings and see what <laughs> in it. Well, it yeah. seems like that's what you're passionate about. Cause you go into the stories and 
you know, why, why you're painting the certain painting and like so many visuals come in my head of yeah. the, the story and then what the painting must look like that you've painted this young dishwasher, like yeah. what that must look like. It makes me really interested, but the, it's from your passion of yeah. Yeah. wanting to, to paint yeah. people that have been forgotten. It's just a very lovely concept. Yeah, it is. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I painted one of my other paintings now that you brought that up is a uh, is a uh, sitting bull and uh, I came across. Oh, that's, I was just talking about that painting with Katie before oh. we got on. Oh, cool! I was like, oh, that's one of my favorite um, canvas because I was already telling her how much I like the uh, the mask painting, oh. uh, the style on the mask. But that yeah. was one of my favorite canvases, the sitting bull. Yeah, the sitting bull. I haven't displayed that one yet, but I have it hanging. Um, and I came across a book and I was reading this book and I'm like, man, this, this guy actually, he beat, a, you know, a, a U.S. You know, army, really. And I'm like, it's not in the history books. I'm like, that's so odd. And I never, they never really taught me in depth about this man. So I started doing research. Now you can do research, you know, online and stuff. So, and I, it was very interesting. And uh, I sat down and I painted, you know, sitting bull. And then I stared at, I stared at that painting for many days and I really enjoyed that painting. Um, and again, you know, painting, because I feel that sometimes they forget about these people, mm -hmm. you know, and the history behind that, I thought was really cool. When you display your artwork, especially like sitting bull, yeah do you have a little plaque or something that you put up that talks about the history a little bit or no? You know what? I don't, maybe I should though. <laughs> um, but I usually don't have a plaque. Um, reason why I painted some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I, I feel sometimes I'm still like a hidden gem still. Uh, I'm trying to like emerge uh, from all these other artists. Um, uh, one day I hope, um, I still feel, I feel that I'm rough sometimes still. Um, but slowly I feel that, um, I want to come out and, and be a, a gem one day with all my art that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I should maybe do something like that, I guess. <laughs> cause it's interesting cause it's a really good picture. And I, I kind of knew who sitting bull was going into it, but you're right. There's a lot of people that have no clue who sitting bull is. Yeah. They, um, you know, the, the main, the uh, other, um, natives, but like his, his history, I guess they try to bury some of his history because of the, uh, you know, like the war with the U.S. And then kind of make the U.S. kind of look kind of like uh, like they lost uh, mm -hmm. battles. So they don't want to put that in, I guess, in the history books, I felt. Um, so they, they kind of, you know, press that nope. down. I feel like they don't even want to talk about it at all. Yeah. It's even because we did win. Yes. Uh, the U.S. won overall. Yeah. Um, and they don't even talk about that too much just because they don't want, you know, anyone to know that basically when the U.S. came over, they didn't want the people that are, were already on the land to stay there. They yeah. wanted them to, you know, move along. Come I on, let's go. Yeah. Oh, you're upset that you're not going to be able to live here anymore? Then let's fight. And that's it's very buried with our, you know, U.S. history. Because they actually captured him and he was in, he was incarcerated, basically, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, it was like terrorism, in my opinion, but, you know, they don't want the reminders of that, you know, to fall in place in today's society. So I, I don't, I don't see it too many, too much in, in history. So that was one of the main reasons why. I think that, yeah. Yeah. And 
I, I don't know why. I think it's a very old school way of thinking of, hey, let's not talk about it because we've progressed so far. But yeah. um, one thing I always like is if, with, if you don't know your history and what's happened in the past, how could you ever strive to be better? Yeah. And, it'll, and, it, and that bad history will repeat itself. Like, exactly. It, it will repeat itself. Yeah. And um, it's not something that you should feel like you personally feel ashamed because you didn't go out and do it, but you should know that that's what happened and that your, your step is not to do that again. Exactly. In way. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any um, upcoming shows coming up or I know with COVID it's probably complicated, but yeah. I did. <laughs> I did have a lot of shows um, before the COVID hit and that kind of, I started getting feeling sad because like um, it kind of throws you like, I felt like unbalanced kind of because mm -hmm. like the, the paintings, a lot of people weren't seeing some of my artwork and stuff. So I was just piling up all these paintings and stuff like that. And um, it's not easy, you know, and, and a lot of these shows got canceled and stuff like that. And it's still hard even for today to try to do something. Um, I did, I just, I did a live painting a few weeks ago. Um, I was supposed to do another one in downtown, but it, it's very hard because like all these people, you know, gathering in one place and stuff like that. And now there's a spike, I guess, with the coronavirus. So mm -hmm. it's not easy. And then it's frowned upon too, when you're having, you know, a, a show and there's a bunch of people in that little small space. So it's very hard. It is very hard. And kind of like what you said too, like if you took a picture of your painting, it's hard to tell the, you know, the texture of the yeah. paint stro strokes and things like that, because for the painting, it's flat. When yeah. you look at it in person, it brings more in front. Yeah. It was so when I, when I do a lot of commission pieces, that, that piece that's back here, that's actually a commission piece. Um, I do several of those commission pieces and I paint a lot of uh, dead loved ones and so on, and uh, I'll write secret messages in, in the in, in the work, and they really love it. But it's I'm like, oh, just wait till you see it in person, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter how you have a, a good um, iPhone, no matter what picture I take, it doesn't compare to when they see it in person. They get to see the texture. Uh, they're usually blown away by it, and uh, seeing their expression, it, it, I feel off of it as well. It, it motivates me to do the next art piece and I feel that every single art piece that I do I get better and better so uh, constantly I was trying to evolve and perfect uh, the art is what I'm trying to do mm -hmm. did you ever like go to art school or anything like that or are you totally no. self-taught yeah self-taught I did when I was in high school I did uh, I was a 16 year old kid and I had this brochure that said Platt College in Pasadena somewhere and uh, I went to the local high school and I said, hey, I heard there's a trip um, to go see the college. And they're like, uh, okay. So they put me on this bus with, with these adults. And I got to ride um, in a school bus to pass it to that Platt College. And I was so excited to, to see this art and, and my dreams to go there one day. And when I went there and, and I was walking with all the group of, uh, of students, uh, adults, um, and I got to see the brochure, how much they charge for the year. And I was mind blown. I was a kid. I was like, what? And I'm like, my parents don't even make that, you know? So 
uh, I was I was so sad on the ride home. I'm like with those dreams of me. You know, I had in my imagination. Wow, when I graduate from from high school, I want to go to this you know art college. But as soon as I saw that brochure, you know, I didn't have no um, role models with within that spectrum where they were like you know there's 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 grants and so on. I didn't know anything about that. And the mm -hmm. high schools that I went to were at that time they were uh, they weren't really trying to help me. You know, um, don't worry, the high schools still don't. So yeah, and it doesn't really change. Was, I remember a counselor telling me, um, why do you want to repeat, repeat this class? I'm like, cause I got a C and I'm trying to get an A. He's like, Oh, don't worry about it. That's a C is fine enough. You pass it. You're passing. And I was like, uh, okay. So back then it was really, really hard for them to counselors to even try to go above and beyond to, to try to push a young adult like myself. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a role model and someone at that office at that time to say, hey, I know they charge this much, but maybe because of this, you know, you can get uh, help and try to get into the school. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I didn't know that. And, you know, growing up, I was a 16 year old kid. My dad was murdered in the streets of Los Angeles. So um, I didn't have a father figure uh, after the age of 16. Um, I did have a, you know, my, my brother and stuff like that, but we were kind of rough edged kind of, I guess. Um, and my brother actually through all this, somehow he ends, he was very smart. He ends up going into USC and graduated from USC. Um, so that kind of, I felt kind of saved me a little bit that seeing my brother actually went to a university and so on. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he did it because like the area where we lived and how we grew up was really bad. Um, so I, I'm lucky to have an older brother, um, kind of balance me out, I guess a little bit. Are you the youngest? No, I have a younger sister, but I'm the youngest male. It's me and my brother. Okay. So there's four of you in total? Yes. And, okay. And, and having the my brother kind of, uh, he would put me on check every once in a while, you know, not get too carried away. He would always try to check me. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, that's the role of the older brother. Yeah, right. He's supposed <laughs> to keep the younger ones in yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know about that. <laughs> My brother is uh, so, not doing very well. <laughs> hey, that's horrible. <laughs> so with um, your dad, you know, you said he uh, was murdered at an early age. Do you feel that one, one of the reasons you paint uh, people that are kind of like unsung heroes is because you've had that loss and you don't want yeah. his story to kind of disappear yeah, yeah, or yeah. not be known? That's a, it's funny, you should be a psychologist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, uh, art, it, it really it really saved my life. Uh, it heals me. Um, you know, uh, something uh, tragic like that happens. Um, you have to have some sort of help. You know, there's no mm -hmm. way a, a human being can um, survive in this rough world without, you know, any, any, any form of help. And uh, I, I feel that art really, it really heals me. And I love uh, seeing the expression of other people when, when they love my art, you know, and it helps them. It's like a double-edged sword sometimes. Like, wow, you know, I, I gave up a lot of my time for this painting, but it's also helping somebody, somebody else. So sometimes when I paint, uh, like, you know, like dead loved ones on, on some of this art, you know, like uh, I put a lot of energy into it, but I know the, the big reward is it's gonna help this person that's gonna receive this art. Um, heal and it also heals me so yeah mm -hmm. i always say hey art art heals is very powerful it is especially since you're putting so much 
you know, expression into it. I yeah. think if you were just kind of, you know, copy and pasting things or just sure. uh, I see that doing, yeah. But since you are putting kind of your heart and soul into that piece, and then when you see it, uh, you know, respond well to the person, I think that's what, where, you know, the healing comes from. Worth, yeah, it's worth, you feel the energy. And sometimes uh, when I paint, it's, it's hard to describe. And I really don't tell a lot of people because they probably think I'm crazy, but uh, sometimes when I'm painting these people, like I can feel their energy and their uh, images in my head, like they're smiling. Um, mm-hmm. um, or they'll tell me, oh, I can't wait, you know, till my mom sees this, you know, and they're not really speaking to me, but it's like this in my mind. Yeah, it's the energy. We literally just uh, talked to another lady that her whole thing is like painting with the energy that she feels around her. And it's crazy that you kind of bring up the same thing of, you know, the energy kind of goes through you into the piece. And that's one of the reasons she says that, um, you know, people can feel that what you're supposed to feel through it. Yeah. Or sometimes it feels like they're right next to you, like on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really haven't perfected it, you know, cause it's not easy. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. Most of the time, um, I didn't understand it. You know, I thought it was just crazy, you know, and, uh, art it's helped me in different forms, I guess, you know, like kind of make, makes me feel, you know, normal, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, all this thoughts and stuff like that, that I thought like, man, you know, I don't, I'm not going to tell that person cause they're going to really think I'm loony, you know? Uh, <laughs> But when I do paint and they're like, wow, how'd you know that was his favorite color or something like that? You know, like I wouldn't say nothing at first, you know, but now I'm more open and freely and talk about it. Uh, just mm-hmm. last night, I was texting a, um, a person about their, their piece. I took a picture of it and I sent it to him. And I was just curious in my mind. I asked her, hey, did this person like drinking beer? And, um, and they asked why, you know, and the reason why is like he kept hovering over me and he had like a beer can, you know, something like Maybe he really liked drinking beer or something. You know? It was just like, you know, little things like that. Mm-hmm. But it does, it does help me in, in life. And, and I, I also want um, the art to also help somebody else. I don't want to be greedy and like, oh, I'm only painting to help me. That's, that's not the case. Like, I want the art to help me, but also help somebody in a positive way as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's really, it is neat. It, I feel like with the day and age, we get away from talking about the kind of spiritual side of life. And there's a big chasm for it. Like there's, uh, you see a lot of self-help books that start bringing it back. But I feel like with, you know, you going to school and you're talking about just the science behind everything, we forget there's a whole spiritual world that you don't even kind of see, but you can feel it. And there's no science that's ever going to be able to tell you that you're how you're feeling or why you're feeling it's just you know it's kind of your soul speaking to the other spirits or the other souls that are around you it's it's your soul inside and you know you write a book if if sam writes a book and and that guy's crazy you know a lot of people really touch on on that on that subject um and also a lot of like some of my art uh, art pieces i uh i my my dad's in a lot of these pieces you know they don't know about it but it's my dad's uh um, he, he used to walk around with this parrot on his on his um, shoulder. So there's a piece of downtown. There's a man and and there's a a, a parrot. You know that's my dad. A lot of people don't know that. 
and I use a lot of like burgundy colors in there and that's my dad's favorite color so um, I use a lot of those colors in there for that reason and then I really didn't realize it until I started looking at a lot of my pieces and I started putting some of these pieces together and I was like yeah that's my dad's favorite color or, you know like did that for a reason mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah it, it I guess it, I'm healing myself as well and, and I don't realize it but I guess you know through the art um, people see it but they don't they don't have any ties to it because they don't know what I'm really going through sometimes when I'm painting this unless I'm like right now telling you guys um, why these things are there <laughs> did you ever as a, a younger um, you know boy especially after your father and you said your your brother kind of helped keep you in line how did you like I guess it's just I kind of already answered my question you said your brother kind of helped you but how did, how hard was it to keep you know going the right direction instead of getting involved in like a gang or maybe you were involved in a gang for a little bit but were lucky enough to kind of get out like did you have one of those moments as a younger child yeah we um you know I used to hang around with a bunch of guys there were so many guys and my brother was very popular and uh and so guys were always coming in and out of my house and stuff like that and we would go out it would be like 30 guys at one night and I'm like man you know I have so many friends but uh, not realizing, you know, when you get older, your your group gets smaller and smaller and smaller because you start getting wiser. I'm like, hey, that guy's a bad character. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, what ended up happening is all these rough guys that I used to hang out with, believe it or not, I still talk to most of them this day. And we somehow created the system where we all would help each other. And they all lived in the same home like myself. They had broken homes, uh, abusive parents, they were poor. And um, somehow we kind of connected and we were all on the same team kind of. And now I'm proud to say most of these guys are my friends and they're um, uh, professionals, a uh, uh, superintendent for a school. Oh, nice. A dean for a, a community college, uh, police officers, lawyers, uh, doctors. Um, and, and it's pretty cool, you know, to, to see these guys that I grew up with. And we were like, very close of being, you know, either killed or put away in prison. And, and to see some of these guys and, you know, today still, you know, we hang out once a year all together. We'll have like a cigar uh, whiskey event and we all um, kind of network and, and, you know, kind of talk about life. Like, man, remember back in the day when we did this and we did that, or we almost died, you know, mm -hmm. and you see to see them be successful like that is, is really cool. But it, it wasn't just my brother, you know, it was a, uh, I guess like a, a group of, of young men that, that didn't want to give up in life, I guess. Yeah, it's it's really impressive because you, there's not a lot of people that can pull themselves out of those kind of situations. Yeah, you know. And to have a group of you to be able to do it is even more impressive. Yeah, and, and believe it or not, you know, stats say, you know, guys like me should have been dead or in prison, you know, and I didn't, um, when I was a younger kid, I saw my father in prison. And when I was a kid going to the prison and seeing my dad behind a glass was something like I would never want my son to, to experience. And, and seeing my father there, uh, you know, broke my heart. And I, we had a, a uh, a bond between me and my brother and I, we told each other, you know, we, ne we never want to be, uh, in a situation like that and 
through all these times and, and we kept our promise and, um, you know, thank God that I, I was never behind bars like that and neither has my brother. And it, it was like a, a, a time where like you either choose your path, like you're going to fall in the, the same path as that or you can change it now. And me and my brother decided like, you know, that's not for us, even though mm-hmm. we, we were in that group and we, we changed paths right away. Yeah. Well, before we kind of, you know, wrap ups and take your whole day <laughs> with the podcast, um, is there anything that you kind of want to leave us like a, a note on kind of with your art or? Yes, I do actually. Uh, I have a, a, a big project um, that I'm working on. Uh, I'm doing a, a two story uh, mural right here in downtown LA. Uh, wow, two story. Yeah. And uh, it's in the heart of downtown LA on Olympic and Broadway. And uh, I'm starting to sketch some stuff that I want to put up there. And so that's one of the biggest projects that I'm, I'm going to be trying to, uh, to work on. And uh, I want people to, you know, go to, go to my uh, Instagram page and, and try to, you know, see some of the stuff that's going on. And I'm also working on another project with a, uh, uh, a female writer, uh, Mia Hopkins. She's a sex romance uh, novel writer, mm-hmm. and uh, she has. It's weird. I'm even working with her. I'm honored to work <laughs> with her. But uh, she 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 writes books with uh, like Latino rough edged characters. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm like one. Of, I'm in her consultant uh, team, and um, she's working on these books that are really good. I actually read a few. Um, one is called uh, Trash, the other one is called uh, Thirsty. And um, I want to tell the people, you know, check those books out. And um, they're based on characters from LA. And, you know, from a guy, because they're, you know, all the stereotype of like, they're supposed to be like a girls reading these sexual romance novels. The first time I read them, I'm like, what is this? I, was, I, I read the whole book and I was excited to read the, her next book. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how you know you got a good story. Yeah. So, you know, I'm also trying to convince her that hopefully my art um, goes in some of those books. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on those projects, and those are the biggest projects that I'm working on right now. And I'm excited for that. And and I hope people come and see the mural after it's done. Yeah, what, very what's cool. The, do you have a theme for the mural or yeah, have an um, idea of what it's going to look like? Yeah, well, um, the building... Uh, there's a, a, a barbershop, like a, a, the vibe of this barbershop is like a, a, a gentleman's haircut place. Um, it's a really nice barbershop and uh, inside there's antiques and all kinds of cool stuff. And the side of the building, it's a two-story building um, and it's in downtown. So I'm trying to like think of like an LA themed kind of storyline to it. Um, um, I have a few paintings where I have a collage of like important characters, like the Martin Luther King's, the JFK's, the, uh, the Cesar Chavez and stuff like that. So I'm trying to do something like really cool. Uh, you know, I'm thinking like uh, Kobe in there somehow and mm-hmm. and uh, some some LA iconic people in, in that group. But I want it to kind of be like a collage of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. Nice. Are you going to try to do any black light? hidden message in it or no you know what uh there was there's a uh, um an artist uh, his name is will heron he's he's badass and uh 
he he said well he saw my painting he's like maybe i should do it in one of my paintings and he laughed he's I'm like yeah you should but then i was like man like maybe i should do it in one of my own paintings so um i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna try to do it i might have to use like a big paintbrush kind of yeah <laughs> But, you know, Samuel's going to be down there with a black light. Like. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Sam, what are you doing there? I know, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> hey, but Sam, I'm going to take you up on that. And that's, I'm going to write that down. After we're done with this, I'm going to write that down. And most likely, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that up there. Because that uh, it's, would be so cool. Because you see a lot of the big murals anyways. And just to have that kind of, there's something hidden in yeah. there that people wouldn't even know. Yeah, would be. I mean, it doesn't even have to be the whole painting because you'd have to have a pretty big black light <laughs> to be like two stories. I need to see this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I'm gonna take you off on that, and most likely it's gonna be up in there. Maybe that'd like be awesome, so people can see it. Maybe you know. Tell us your like. Spell out your Instagram for us so they can find okay. it. Yeah. So I'm under my name is Oscar Ramirez, and I'm under Art Underworld, all in one uh, wording. Uh, art, A-R-T, under, U-N-D-E-R, and world, art underworld. And you can find my Instagram. I have a few videos on YouTube. Um, and also I'm under uh, um, uh, my website is artunderworldla.com. And I should be putting up more videos. And hopefully I actually get to put this video too on the website. And uh, and I have to put more of a... Uh, uh, videos that I have, I have a lot of like uh, me sketching and stuff like that. Um, I want to uh, put those up so people can see more in depth of some of the stuff that I do mm-hmm. and try to put out my my work out there. At first, I was kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll just put this out, you know. And now I want to be more open and I want people to see me paint. And I'm gonna try to paint more in the street and try to paint live in downtown somewhere. And yeah, if you go on my, my page, hopefully I'll post some dates of where I'll be painting. Yeah, that's cool. People love meeting the artists and seeing the like behind the scenes you painting. So okay. it's great that you're going to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. That's my uh, <laughs> my 2021 uh, goal is, is to put more videos of me behind the scene painting, uh, be more open about some of my paintings and and that's a good idea, Sam, if I uh, put a little plaque of some of the storylines and some of these paintings that I have. Um, I think that would be cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and doing this and yeah. just talking about your artwork so openly. Yeah, no, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. And uh, I told you, uh, Catherine, thank you so much for the opportunity of uh, that dream of me being in that <laughs> thank you for signing up for it <laughs> in, my, in, in my wildest dreams i never really thought i would be in the stage like that so that that was really awesome and uh thank you so much for that opportunity of course yeah, so just to film the listeners they're talking about um katie had a, a big project for the la art show and oscar was one of the recordings where they interviewed the diversity of la And they had a big event one night where they had like the red carpet and a whole bunch of like drink stations and things like that, that you can go check out. And the people that were part, because when you went to the like normal showcase of it, uh, the video would just run and the red carpet was there. So you can walk up and down. But the opening night was all of the people that did the interviews were there as well. So they got to walk down kind of like a fashion runway kind of thing, come to the end 
do a twirl or whatever they wanted to do and then walk back out. But it was as their videos playing above them. It was a really neat kind of project. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was Great awesome. Opening night too. If you haven't been to the LA art show opening night, it's definitely worth going to because there's so many different characters around yeah. too. It was awesome. It was a great experience. And me waking up the next day and I'm like, wow, that happened. You know, that was an awesome experience. And thank you so much for that. Well, thank you. Like uh, always, thank you for listening. You can find us now on YouTube at Miss Art World. Uh, we are posting the videos um, and then including some of Oscar's work throughout the video. Um, you can also find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and check out our Instagram at Miss Art World Podcast. Thank you.